0: back for another episode of end-to-end end, episode number 10 of season three me and Joe kind of lied last episode uh, do you remember when we lied Joe about recording on Sundays and then we're actually recording on a Saturday yep
1: yeah, we did lie again and then eventually knowing us we'll probably say Saturday at the end of this episode <laughs> and record next Sunday so exactly it's always one of the two days at least
0: yeah well no we're always gonna record on the weekend so just keep a heads up for the episodes but I guess we can move right into the the good stuff of the episode where we talk about the news. And the biggest news of the week is probably not surprising to some but maybe surprising to other people. Uh, Ralph Kruger was quote unquote relieved of his duties as the Buffalo Sabres head coach. Uh, he was fired, so yeah, that's another that's a, that's a sugar coating way of putting fired from your team. Uh, Ralph Kruger was 36-50 and 12 in his coaching record with the Buffalo Sabres over two seasons. And this guy has an impressive resume on the Buffalo Sabres. He was, I believe, the only coach in that franchise history to win 10 in a row and then proceed to lose 10 in a row the next year. So winning 10 and then losing 10 in a row. So yeah, that you could put that on your resume for something pretty spectacular, no?
1: Yeah, that's pretty impressive. And like, his career record with the sabers is 36 15 12 like you said but if you take out like okay the 10 game winning streak in the in the current 12 game that he was on before he got fired if you like even those out so say five and five for example like right. his record wasn't that bad with the sabers it was just so bad right now that it had it literally it accumulated 12 losses in a row which got him <laughs> fired and I mean, he's probably, he was relieved of his duties. He's probably relieved to be out of Buffalo, let's be honest. <laughs> yeah. That tire fire organization. Um, so right now they have uh, Dan Granado, I think, as the interim head coach. Who He was before the head coach of the University of Wisconsin. And he is the son of legendary coach Tony Granado. So that's a pretty cool uh, family ties there in Buffalo. But... Again, they lost their first game under him, so mm-hmm. I don't know how much. I mean, it just started, so he's only under the interim head coaching uh, tag right now. So yeah, we know Buffalo is going to be a seller at the deadline. Mm-hmm. Uh, GM Kevin Adams basically said everyone's on the table. If I was Kevin Adams, I think the only one right now I would keep is Rasmus Dahlin. Like even Eichel's expendable because at some point or another he'll probably ask for a trade or request a trade or demand for a trade so and he's also like out for a, with a long-term injury too so that's going to be a move in the off season. but mm-hmm. the Buffalo Sabres just continue to be a tire fire right now
0: yeah like every time I look at this firing I'm just like here we go <laughs> another head coach in Buffalo that's I believe the sixth or seventh since Lindy Ruff was also relieved of his duties in 2013 so I mean, Ted Nolan, Dan Bilesma. What are what are the other coaches here? Phil uh, Housley. Yeah, like it's like, come on, man. Like, at a certain point, obviously the coach has some impact on your team. Obviously, because you know Skinner was playing on their last nine or last uh, last line. Sorry, and he was scratched for some couple games, and other people were scratched. But they've had so many coaches, and it's the same result, right? Like it's it's last place, bottom five in the league, and you know I said this on the Burning Leaf yesterday. You gotta like, I'm sorry to the Bagulas, but you got to get them out of there. It's, it's embarrassing. <laughs> like, yeah. like, every, every year, it's like, okay, this year, especially, we're going to try and make the playoffs. And they're, they have six wins. They're worse than the Red Wings, dude. Like, <laughs> like, you got a clean house. You got to, the DNA is something wrong there, obviously, clearly, because a coach, what is the next coach going to do for the Sabres? They're just going to become last again, right? Like, they become even worse, so. But like you said, I think Dalene is the only untouchable, and obviously Eichel, until the offseason, I believe is untouchable, but, because you don't get an Eichel d- deal done at the deadline, I think, because no. obviously, like you said, he's injured as well, but, yeah, just that DNA, something's wrong in Buffalo, like, they gotta fix it, and it's not Kevin Adams' fault, because he tried to go for it, but obviously it didn't work, and I think he's going to have a good trade deadline. He's going to get some assets for his guys, which is needed, Finn Buffalo. The fans, man, I feel bad for them. Going through two rebuilds in a decade, that is tough.
1: That's very tough. Like, especially how they went about it. Like, they were so blatantly tanking. Like, it was like basically them, the Leafs and the Oilers, like blatantly tanking, like, during the last, like, 10 years. For, like, they tried to get McDavid for literally, like, two years. Like, Every player who was doing good before, like the 2015 draft, they just traded away, yep. like for like nothing, basically just to be as bad as possible. And they still did win the lottery. The Leafs tried to do the same thing, and they won the lottery in 2016. So basic, like it's not like they got a bad player in Eichel. That's the problem, though. Like it's not like they got like sixth in that yeah. 2015 draft. Like they got second, <laughs> and they got probably the second best player in the draft behind McDavid. So like, it's not like they completely lost and they plus they won the the lottery in 2018 with Dahlin so it's right. like they've had picks it's like they just they I don't know it's the literally the franchise is just a losing franchise and like you said with the pagulas like I read a, I saw a report on Twitter like I think it was yesterday or two days ago that they they own the Bills and the Sabres and if you look at the Bills right now they're like the reason why Buffalo sports fans are not, like, on suicide
0: watch.
1: 100%. Like, the Bills were awesome last year. They have a great quarterback in Allen, a great defense, a good coach in Sean McDermott. But I saw a report that they are more hands-off on the Bills as opposed to the Sabres where they're more hands-on. Mm -hmm. And that kind of speaks volumes to the state of both of those teams right now. So maybe it's like a very backseat approach. Like, I guess the ownership, not the ownership, like the upper management group of the Bills kind of said, hey, like we got people here that can handle it. (laughs) And they kind of went to the because I know uh, Kim Pagula, the wife, has a big like say in what goes on with the Sabres. And maybe she has to kind of relinquish her control for them to be good. Mm -hmm. I don't know.
0: Yeah i don't know that's the answer for buffalo sabers i don't know but it's gonna be crazy to watch this offseason to what they're gonna become like their top six could be all gone for all we know and when they enter the new season but yeah we talk about the sabers a lot on this podcast and my other one it's just like the same story every time they suck so
1: yeah
0: um two teams that are kind of sucking right now and struggling is the Philadelphia Flyers. I mean, you saw that 9-nothing game. That's embarrassing, no.
1: It's actually pathetic. <laughs> and it was without the whole Rangers coaching staff, which yeah. honestly might be a good thing for the Rangers because <laughs> Dan Quinn is not a good coach and we've been saying it here for about a few weeks now. So,
0: yeah. Yeah, 9-nothing. That's uh <laughs> that's a very tough pill to swallow. And then they proceed, I think the night later or two nights later to blow a 3-nothing lead. Yeah, I know they won the game, but, like, come on,
1: man, like,
0: just struggling in Philly. Carter Hart, I haven't pegged for the Vesna at the beginning of the year. That's looking <laughs> like a terrible pick right now, but going into this year, man, he was, like, bubble hot. He was, like, Demko as well. Demko's also playing good right now, but Carter Hart was going into the season very highly touted, and then, yeah, like, the 9 nothing game, so... Elliott gets pulled after four and then the guy who's mightily struggling who you do not want to put in the game lets in more goals than the other goal you just pulled like yep and then obviously I think we can mention that there's been a jad six points in one period I think uh Tom mess- mentioned this on the other podcast yesterday that he's the only player in NHL history to score an even strength goal a power play goal, and a shorthanded goal in a period so that guy just makes it. history
1: Yeah, I know, and I played him in fantasy this week, so that was awesome. And I lost by, I'm down by 50, so that's good.
0: Yeah, that's always good to have a midweek crisis, basically, in your outfit midweek. But yeah, the Flyers are struggling. Another team is also struggling, and you maybe have a mention of a player in uh, maybe the Golden Plunger from this team. But the Toronto Maple Leafs have not been great the last uh, two weeks, week and a half, and they came off this. I guess, what do you want to call the break? And they just didn't really look good last night against the Flames. They lost 4-3 in that one. Uh, quick notes on the Leafs this week, though, when they weren't playing. Jimmy VC was claimed on waivers by the Vancouver Canucks. I mean, do you have any thoughts on this?
1: I mean, no, because I've never liked him, and he was so yeah. hyped up when he came out of college. He rejected mm-hmm. the Predators. He didn't want to sign their sign with the Rangers. Everyone made it seem like it was a... Actually, I heard this on a... On on the radio, when VC was a free agent before he signing with the Rangers, and they were talking about like the Leafs getting him. So this is when they got the first overall pick to get Matthews and like whatever. So they said they basically compared VC, who hasn't played an NHL game, to Nylander and saying that like if the Leafs were able to like sign VC or something, then they could trade Nylander.
0: No, I actually think the trade was Nylander for VC straight up. (laughs) <laughs> like, I think that's what they were talking about. But, like, also, yeah, they could have, yeah, <laughs> traded <laughs> Nylander inside. That would have been bad, man.
1: Oh, God, man. Imagine, like, so say, like, they traded him, and then mm-hmm. v- and then Nylander would have been on the Predators. Like, they could have potentially won that cup in yeah. sixteen seventeen with him, even though, you, like, Nylander was still, like, really young back then. But still, like, that would have been brutal.
0: Yeah, that would not be a good look. I believe Lou was at the helm at the time, so... That would have been bad for Lou. Uh, yeah, he would
1: have got fired. <laughs> yeah. Never mind him just leaving. <laughs>
0: yeah, exactly. But, yeah, Jimmy Vesey goes to the Vancouver Canucks. I don't know how good of a depth piece he's going to be there. He's had many, many shots in this league, and mm-hmm. he hasn't taken them really. He played with John Tavares and Nylander this year and hadn't taken that one, so he was on the last line. I didn't really like his play. But another trade, the Leafs traded Miko Lettinen, uh, uh, quote-unquote Bobby Orr, the Finnish Bobby <laughs> Orr. and. You know, Editor and Leaf is probably crying in his tub right now because he compared to this signing as Panarin, but defense uh, yep. from the KHL. So pretty embarrassing stuff from Leaf fans, no?
1: Yeah, I absolutely hate Editor and Leaf. Yeah. They, they're the reason why I don't like the, the entire <laughs> franchise, to be honest. It's like those fans and like the media that hyped them up so much, like especially like recently where they're on the slide where they were referred to as like the best Leaf team of all time. <laughs> and their points percentage and their all these advanced stats and they're one in six and they're lost seven and the only team worse than them during that stretch is the sabers mm-hmm. and i know they they haven't played that bad during some of the games like they've just run into a lot of good goaltenders i will say that like that's for sure most of the games they've lost but it's just like now that they've lo- they're, the problem is they're losing a lot of games in regulation and now winnipeg yeah. I believe is two points back with one game in hand. So if Winnipeg wins tonight and Toronto like loses again, they're, they'll be first because of the of the head-to-head. So, I mean, it's not really a huge deal. They're still going to make the playoffs this team. It's just more, there's a lot of red flags going into the trade deadline now for sure and the playoffs.
0: Yeah, and then this just sparks conversation for um, people to go online and kind of pressure the Leafs into doing trades and stuff like that. Like it's... I don't know, but the Miko Lettinen trade—I mean, he was just never going to get in the lineup. Apparently, Dermot and Bogosian were just playing too well, but they haven't been good recently. But yeah. <laughs> they, um, yeah, he was just never going to get a shot here. And then obviously, those people are just really sad that he's gone. I'm not really that sad. Like, I mean,
1: like he didn't he, do anything. Like. Yeah,
0: exactly. He had three points in nine games. Sure, he's offensive, but his defensive game wasn't great. But they signed him for nothing basically and then traded him for a i don't know depth Marlies goalie i guess then he'll probably never play a game for the leafs unless there's injuries but yeah i don't know man like whatever people want to say about miko Lennon, sure but i don't even think he's going to crack the columbus lineup either so <laughs> not i not under
1: Tor, tour it's not even close
0: yeah exactly towards likes complete defenseman games and miko Lennon doesn't have that so yeah there's just two things that happened with the leafs this week um when they weren't playing so they're struggling a bit hopefully they can get the dub tonight i may have picked that game actually uh, for the Battle of the Buds, so we'll see about that. Campbell should be starting. Um, that's it on the Leafs. We can go to a legendary milestone, and you can tell us, because this might be your favorite player of all time.
1: And you are right there. He is my favorite player of all time, and that is number eight on the Washington Capitals, Alex Ovechkin, who passed Phil Esposito in the all-time goal list. Esposito was at seven seventeen. 17 notched seven eighteen 18 uh, earlier in the week, and then he proceeded to add to his totals with two goals last night. He now sits at seven hundred and twenty goals and is now only eleven goals back of Marcel Dion for fifth all time. And the way that he's scoring, he OV's always known for this. He's on his streak right now. Yeah. He has goals in I think five or six straight. Um he's got fourteen on the year all of a sudden when he was stuck on like seven for like the longest time. So I mean, I don't think is thirty goals out of the question for the rest of the year, he needs sixteen goals in the last 25-ish games, I think that's possible for him. Because if he hits that, that will be the 16th consecutive 30-goal season of his career, including two shortened seasons, the lockout and this year, which would be unreal. And I hope he gets there. But he could realistically, he's only 11 back, even if he doesn't get 30 goals, he could potentially be fifth all-time before the end of the season, the regular season, which... yeah. Oh, man, I love this guy, man.
0: Yeah, he was he was struggling, I mean, at the beginning of the year, but now you said he's picked it up and scoring goals like he always used to. So I'm excited to see this guy climb the ranks. I think everyone is, honestly. Even if you're not a Ovechkin fan, you're just seeing greatness out there. So, I mean, back then I wasn't the biggest OV guy, but, like, now that he's climbing the ranks and, you know, obviously got that cup, it's it's pretty special what this guy's doing. But you think he um, uh, hits that, or you think he passes Marcel Dion this year?
1: I think so. I mean, 11 goals is like honestly not much with how many games is left. Like he basically has to score once every other game, which is mm-hmm. completely possible for him even at his at age 35. So I think he could tie him and overtake him. but I really want to see him hit like 30 this year not even because he missed some games due to the COVID protocol, which I think kind of messed up his mojo too because he started off the year well, then kind of then went on the COVID list for I think four or five games. And then he kind of stagnated a little bit. And then yeah. now I think he's kind of picked up his game a bit. So I hope he passes Dion. I hope he hits 30 goals this year. So that's all, I, that's all I'm hoping for right now.
0: Yep. Uh, good to see OV climb the ranks uh, there. And then people who aren't climbing the ranks, and they're going to be out for a significant amount of time. Anders Lee, the captain for the Islanders, is going to be out for the rest of the season. So he's not even going to participate in the Stanley Cup playoffs when there is the Stanley Cup playoffs, I assume the Highlanders are going to make it, but they're going to have a tough time making it now because Anders Lee, their captain is out.
1: Yeah, this is a huge loss for the team. Like on Lee, say whatever you want about his contract and stuff, but he is like more valuable than you, than I guess people think. Cause he could score goals. Like he plays with Barzell. They have great chemistry. He's a goal scorer, winger, what you want. 7 million, whatever. He's a, he's their captain. He's their leader. He's a, He does other things well. Like he, he plays kind of on the edge a little bit too. He's physical. And this is a big loss for the team. And it kind of was like understated, like his injury. Like first it was like a few weeks and then it was for, oh, he'll return for the playoffs. And then it's like he had surgery. He's, he's completely done. So that's a huge loss. And this is really going to impact what they're going to do at the trade deadline because yeah. the Islanders once again are up there in the East division. And With a big hole on their left side, maybe someone like a Taylor Hall could be Mm -hmm. in there. Maybe a Kyle Palmieri, but we'll see on that one.
0: Yep. Sucks to uh, see Leo. He's also on my fantasy team, so that's a massive blow as well. But uh, Evgeny Malkin is also week-to-week for the Pittsburgh Penguins. Um, He hadn't had a good start, just like Ovechkin, but kind of has picked it up in the recent few weeks. And this sucks to see him go. I mean, I think he got injured first.
1: I think it was the
0: Bruins. Yeah, I was yeah, it's right. Yeah, you're right. It was a home game in the first of Bruins and he went down and yeah, that's not what you want from o- Malkin as well. Um what does this mean for Pittsburgh going forward? Do they make a swing at the trade deadline once again to get over the hump or cuz they're right in it. I mean, like they're I think third or fourth in the division and they got teams right behind them, they got teams right in front of them that they could pass. So, do you see them making a move if we Malkin is done basically for a month or two months?
1: Uh, I don't know, because now there's no Jimmy Rutherford who basically <laughs> makes a deal like every month when he was the GM. So now they have new ownership, not new ownership, new management in Ron Hextall and Brian Burke. So I know Burke, when he was on radio before he took the job officially, he was on radio saying they basically wanted, he wanted to evaluate the team and see what he could still squeeze out of this team. So I think they will add at the deadline. Now that they have a huge center spot open on their second line, they still have Crosby obviously there. Malkin, who's always gets injured every year, so this is not like a big kind of uh, new instance for this Penguins team, kind of battling through Malkin injuries. But maybe because of there's so many games left in such a short amount of time, maybe they want to relieve kind of Crosby, who is getting up there in age as well. Mm-hmm. Maybe add a second line center. I just don't know who's available right now to add, especially for centers um i know there's a lot of wingers and defensemen available but it'd be interesting what the penguins are going to do here but uh, i think they will make a move i don't know how much like i don't know if it's going to be a big move maybe just someone solidify the third line and then move mccann up to the second line or something like that but i'm not sure
0: yeah we'll see what they do the penguins always have something up their sleeve when we hit this time of year but yeah yeah, their lines look very naked without Evgeny Malkin. I think their second line center is like I don't even know to be honest. I don't but, even know either. <laughs> so yeah, they're they have to battle through that and they have to get over the hump there because they need to make the playoffs with this uh, core group of guys. But I think that's it on the injury front. Um, there's something that happened outside of well, it's in the hockey world, but obviously not on the ice. Uh, Gord Miller and uh, the bar stool had some beef. Do you want to kind of explain? Because we talked about it before that I don't even know what's like how this spiked up for uh, them to go at it, I guess.
1: Yeah, so, from what I understand, so, Gord Miller, on this week, did, like, a Q&A on his Twitter. And someone asked him, like, oh, like, are you going to go, like, will you go on the Barstool, like, Spin Chicklets hockey podcast? And he basically, instead of just saying a simple, like, no he kind of made it a a big deal. Like, I don't really have a side in this entire beef. Well, I'm going to explain it, but he basically said he respects the guys on the podcast, like Ryan Whitney, Paul Bissonnette, R.A., Mike Renelli, whatever. So the whole crew of the actual podcast, but he doesn't want to associate himself with Barstool because of a lot of uh, allegations that they've had in the past like year or so where they have like abuse of women or like, harassment but like again these are all accusations that have not been proven true so I I can't really side on a side of this and then Barstool hasn't like Barstool themselves hasn't responded except for of course their president Dave Portney who basically kind of clapped back and said like I don't know like they basically don't really know who he is they kind of made it seem like he's like a small figure in like their kind of world and Barstool's world which he he kind of is, in a sense. So but they don't appreciate people of on a platform clapping at them all the time, Barstool, because they do have like a lot of people that support them, a lot of loyal uh, supporters and fans and that always follow the Barstool like their pages or podcasts or sites, mm-hmm. whatever. And there's this whole beef started and then Gord Miller now he worked with like Twitter to kind of kind of minimize the harassment that he was getting from like barstool followers and people are sticking up for Gord miller again i don't have a side in this but it's just it's kind of like blew up yeah over the course of the week and then like ryan whitney sent his own (laughs) message out um him and his son wyatt at disneyland on st patty's basically again saying they never asked Gord miller to go on the podcast so it's not like so basically, saying why is this such a big deal? Why are you saying you won't go on when we didn't ask you stuff like right. that? So, I I don't know what your thoughts on it are, but it's, I don't have a side in this because obviously we love Gord Miller here in Canada. He's a great guy, great bo- broadcaster. It's just such a, like this kind of just blew out of proportion.
0: Yeah, yeah. I I don't really have like I have small thoughts in it. I mean, just like I can see where Gord Miller's coming from. Uh, to a point where he's like. Okay, I have this figure with TSN, I've been here for a long time, maybe they don't want me to go on the podcast, or maybe they wouldn't like if I were to accept an offer to go on the podcast, since they have, I guess a, what? what's the word, a controversial look, I guess? But like, Yeah, they're I, kind
1: I, of like, yeah, it's like, it, you either like them or you don't.
0: Yeah, exactly, so, I mean, yeah, whatever Gordon Miller wants, I mean, they never asked him to go on, but I guess, I know what he was trying to say, if he was asked to go on, he would say no. That's what he was trying to say, but people obviously are chirping him because they never asked him to go on at all, but yeah, it's it's a weird situation. Barstool has a lot of situations like this on Twitter and all that stuff, so we, we especially me and you, Joe, don't know what's going on between Barstool's side and Gordon Miller's side, so I can't really assume what's going on, but yeah, I don't know. Barstool doesn't have to get it figured out because they obviously do have it figured out. They have one of the best websites in the history of websites out there, but they, I don't know, maybe they have to clear the air and something because it's key. It, This past couple of years, this is stuff that is like really serious that's come out and people are really mad at them. So,
1: mm-hmm.
0: yeah, I don't know what to say, but that's my thoughts on that kind of beef on Twitter. So, I know Dave Portnoy responded on Twitter. I don't remember what he said to, to Gordon Miller, but he respects his decision, I guess, but is also like, yeah, this guy's a clown. So, <laughs> yeah, he yeah.
1: basically just said like, so basically don't throw these accusations in my yeah. face basically is what he said.
0: Exactly. All right, I think we can move on to the next one, and this is the last piece of news I believe we have. So, is Connor McDavid in for a 100-point season? I think he just hit his 50-something points. Wait, 50. Let me get this right. I want to say 58.
1: Yep, you are right. I'm looking at it right now.
0: Yeah, okay, it's 58. So, he's leading the league by 11, 9 points right now? Yep. By dry side of his own damn teammate. That is crazy to say, but... He's at 58 points in I don't know how many games. 30, I've assumed, for the Edmonton Oilers. So, man, like, he's got a few more games. Is he going to hit 100 points, Joe?
1: Okay, so he right now has 20 goals, 38 assists, for 58 points in 33 games. So he's only, like, one or one goal behind Matthews for the Rocket League, but Matthews has played fewer games. So, so he's got 58 points in 33 games. That's 1.75 points per game. <laughs> So, if you times that, by say he plays every game, 56, he's on pace for 98 right now. Wow. So, could he hit 100 potentially if he goes for, like, a four- or five-point game, one of these games? He could tonight, for all we know. They play yeah. uh, Winnipeg again. So, I don't know, man. Like, at this point, I, I, wa- I want to see it. I don't know if it will happen because I think down the stretch – especially the last few weeks teams are really going to tighten up but again like this guy doesn't care if you tighten up (laughs) he'll still get three to four points so
0: yeah i think he's got i think it's a lock and i'll guarantee like charles barkley likes to say 80 to 90 points 100 percent.
1: yeah i'm saying like 90 plus right now 100 i would love to see
0: that's so crazy i mean didn't he not hit like 90 something points in 70 games last year
1: I think he had 97 and, like, 60-something. <laughs> oh, my God. Because he missed a few games.
0: Imagine how easy this guy is. Just able to get points. I mean, obviously, Canadian Division, he's only playing a certain amount of teams. You kind of know their strategy and stuff. But he also does this to American teams, so it's not like it's something new we're seeing here in Canada. But, God, man, this guy, <laughs> he's playing a video game out there, and it's honestly, every time we talk about him, that's all we can say, just wow. But, yeah. Uh, he's also, yeah, you're right. He's in the Rocket Richard race, which is... I, I guess kind of surprising in a way but i mean he could score goals as well and he puts himself in a good position to score every night as well so
1: mm-hmm.
0: Connor mcdavid for 100 points i'm on that bandwagon right now so yeah um i guess speaking about good things we're gonna go into the hard hat award segment unless there's anything you want to we missed or something you want to talk about joe
1: no we can go into the awards
0: all right hard hat award so obviously awarded to the player in the nhl in the past couple a uh, past week of play that has been good i'll go with you guy your guy we talked about him in the episode about passing some people for the all-time goal list and uh, yeah you guys know who it is so o, or not oh joe <laughs> take it away
1: so yes it is ov who's <laughs> the guy i selected for the hard hat so he didn't have like mind-blowing numbers but he Again, he did pass Esposito, which is massive. And he also had a pretty good week for himself still. He had four games played since we last recorded. Five goals, one assist for six points, two power play goals, two game-winning goals. He's got five game-winning goals already this year. I think he only had three last year when he scored 48, which is pretty good. Pretty sure he's climbing the all-time game-winning goals list as well, the all-time power play goals list as well. So I think he'll get to the power play goals, because I think he's only like 20 or something back if not even less for power play goals all time so mm-hmm. i he'll get there for sure um yeah so ov i got to select him for this week especially since he scored two last night to win the game for washington and you know the guy he's on a heater right now i got to put him in here
0: yeah for sure yeah i really agree with that pick um for me i'm going to go with uh, leon all of the edmonton oilers i know we talked about connor mcdavid and stuff like that but i got to give credit to his winger and uh, his, 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 lo- his short-time winger for the Edmonton Oilers, Leon Dreisaitl, in the last week and uh, three days or so, he's played six games. He scored six goals, so one goal per game. Also adding six assists, 12 points, plus six, four power play goals, two power play assists. I mean, just like McDavid, this guy can do anything, whether it's five on five, four on four, or even three on three for that matter, or five on four for that matter as well. It's just really crazy to see these two kind of go at it on the same team and they're one and two in the scoring race. So I think I picked Leon Dreisaitl early in the year, but I got to pick him again because he's just been really good this last couple of weeks. So anytime you see six goals, six in six games, that's pretty impressive. So Leon Dreisaitl for me.
1: Yeah, he's been great this year as well, following up on his Hart Trophy winning season, showing that. That wasn't a fluke whatsoever.
0: (laughs) Some (laughs) people think it is, but...
1: Yeah, some people think he's the second best German on his team, but... uh, (laughs) That's a big L, but... Let's go into some guys who took an L in our Golden Plunger Award. So if you want to flush that toilet. (laughs) TV, do you want to flush your toilet for this team right now?
0: Yeah, I'll flush the toilet for this team. The Arizona Coyote. So I believe this team was in the hunt they're still kind of in the hunt right now for a playoff spot but i don't think they're gonna get it but they were in the hunt about two weeks ago to kind of make the playoffs and they were in the fourth third seed when minnesota was uh had postponed games as well as colorado but this team has lost i believe six or five straight games and like we said in our group chats they've got it outshot mightily in all those games but I wasn't really expecting a great season from the Coyotes, but I wasn't expecting six games in a losing streak in a row when they were kind of doing all right during the year. And they've lost... I'll just name off the games. They lost three games set to Minnesota. 4-0, 4-1, 3-0. So that means they scored one goal in all those games. And then they blew a 2-0 lead versus the Anaheim Ducks, where Jamie Drysdale, shout out to Jamie Drysdale, and Trevor Zegas were scoring their first initial goals. Yep. But they lost, those, they lost that game 3-2 in overtime and blew a lead. So they have three goals in one, two, three, four games. And then actually, if you're dating back to the previous game, first the Colorado avalanche, they have one, two, three, four, four goals in five games. So my gosh! And the only guy who keeps scoring for that team is Clayton Keller. So, I mean, he's having a great year for the Coyotes, but they need to support and cast around him. It's just not there right now. Obviously, I think they're kind of in a retool situation once again. God, man. How many times are we going to see Arizona and Buffalo be bad? I kind of want to see these two teams actually figure this out and be good because they have some good pieces in Arizona, just they haven't had the supporting cast in a while. But, yeah, they're my team for the Golden Plunger this week. I was going to say the Maple Leafs, but you have a guy from the Maple Leafs that definitely deserves this Golden Plunger. He should, he should honestly promote it in his new NHL 21 commercial. Who is it, Joe.
1: It is. I am Freddie Anderson. <laughs> <laughs> I love the timing of when the commercial started. It literally started, I think, probably a month ago when the when he was kind of struggling a bit. I think he was injured too. That's yeah. right when the commercial started. He comes back. The guy has been like flat out bad f- this whole season. Never mind, just this last couple stretch of games. So just looking at his stats here. He has 13 wins, but again, the Leafs are 1-6 in the last seven games, so that doesn't really mean much right now. He has an 8.97 save percentage, which is the worst of his career. He has a 2.91 goals against, which is the worst of his career. And he has a minus 6.5 goal save above expected, above average, excuse me, which is by far the worst of his career. Last year, which he had an okay year, He was minus 0.4, and this year he's minus 6.5. So he's basically allowing six and a half more goals on average than an average NHL goalie, which is not good. And this is a guy who's in a contract year who is definitely looking, especially going into this season, a contract like Jacob Markstrom just got, six by six from the Calgary Flames. Anderson is a little bit older. He'll be 32 when uh, free agency starts. Uh, Mm -hmm. Markstrom was 30, and he has not looked good at all this year especially lately and the big question now for this maple leafs team who have got a lot of great pieces on their team they've improved their defense their offense is good you know they have their they have their big stars on offense but can frederick anderson get it done in the playoffs he has not shown whatsoever that he can with the leafs so far a lot was riding on him this year especially in a contract year if the Mm -hmm. leafs are going to decide to extend him or trade him or let him walk like there's Mm -hmm. a lot of decisions now that they got to make like everyone keeps crying for Jack Campbell to be the guy. The guy's played nine games for the Leafs in a year. Yeah, can't stay healthy, and mm-hmm. he's never been a starter. So and he's yeah. 29. So right. I don't think that's a good option either. Yeah, exactly. It's it's, it's tough. Like, what does Kyle Dubas do? Does he just keep with Anderson and Campbell? Does Campbell shine tonight because he's going to play tonight, <laughs> take over the starting duties? I have no idea what they're going to do because I don't, I don't, I can't see Anderson getting it done in the playoffs. He hasn't in a Leafs uniform, and I—it's a tough situation for sure.
0: Yeah, he seems to be getting it done in NHL 21, but that doesn't really matter at all. Yeah, but.
1: mistakes, limited mistakes, make some unreal saves, but uh, in real life, no.
0: Yeah, and in real life, it's literally the complete opposite right now. Uh, I just want to quickly mention Freddie Anderson's stats—the past couple of games, he's only been over a 900 save percentage. And one game where he relieved uh, Michael Hutchison of the duties in net. And so he didn't even play a full game there. All of his other stats over uh, below 800 below 900. Yeah. It's just a bunch of 800s I'm seeing right now scrolling through. He was decent in the month of February. Decent, decent. But I mean, yeah, like you said, Joe, I mean, it's this is a guy we're going to hopefully get to the Stanley cup finals and win that cup. I don't know. I don't know if it's the guy. And then, like you said, with Campbell, is that the guy as well? Probably not. I mean, it's safe to say, though, if Freddie Anderson leaves in the free agency or they don't sign him to Maple Leafs, I don't think everyone, anyone will be really butthurt considering the way he's kind of played the last couple years in the playoffs and in the regular season. So maybe he lets go. I don't know. But, yeah, he just... I don't. I don't see them trading at him at the deadline, just because I think that's Dubis's guy. I think a lot of people on the team like uh, Freddie Anderson, and that would just be like a kind of a disaster for the locker room heading into the stretch drive, where you yeah. probably have one of the best chances to go to the Stanley Cup final and playing your own division. So, but we'll see what happens with Freddie Anderson. I mean, he said he was playing through an injury, but what injury is it? We don't know. They always keep that secret. We'll never know. But. Yeah, he's got to wake up if this team wants kind of success, because like you said, Joe, um, Campbell's played nine games in the past year for the Leafs, and that's concerning because he's gotten injured three times in his career with the Maple Leafs, so I don't know if that's the guy you want to tandem up with, but Franny Anderson really has to step up. He's getting that golden plunger this week. The Arizona uh, Arizona Coyotes are also getting the plunger this week. I think we can move on to what you say. So, Jason, just let everyone know again what we're playing this week. And, yeah, this is really not a funny one, Joe, I think. You can kind of set this up because, like, have you heard of the quote? I haven't heard it.
1: So it's more just the media press conference that happened this week, and it's about Robin Leonard, and obviously he has not played much at all for the Vegas Golden Knights this year after signing his 5 times 5 deal in the offseason. And a lot of, there was a lot of speculation, I didn't really pay attention to this because I don't follow like Vegas closely on like social media or anything, but like a lot of people were kind of speculating that like, you know, he was back at rehab and he was having like a lot of troubles, you know, he was in rehab and all this. And like all of this was false because it, if it turned out that he actually had a concussion, Leonard did, for about a month and a half that he's been out, he's been out a long time. And he basically addressed those those rumors and stuff, and said like it's not it's not funny to him, or it's not he doesn't appreciate people making comments like that because of what the mental health struggles that he's gone through throughout his career, and and the rehab that he went through when he was like in Buffalo, and then with the Islanders, he won the Bill Masterton after a huge bounce back of his career. Now he's one of the better goalies in the NHL. Um, he played last night, he won. That's great for him to get back in the win column after so much time off and the struggles. So this is what uh, Leonard had to say about uh, those rumors. You didn't get
0: the benefit of the doubt. Yeah, I mean, I did hear it. That's why and the only reason why I'm telling you guys that I had a concussion right now. Uh, it's the nature of uh, society. Um, I said this many times before without going on a rant. uh the stigma around mental health is uh, insane. Uh, everyone deals with it. I don't care what anyone says.
1: Everyone deals with it in some form or another during their life. So what are your thoughts on that, Thomas?
0: Yeah, it's just like tough to hear from a guy who obviously went through all that stuff through Buffalo and the Islanders. And, you know, he got that Bill Masterton trophy. Well, well, well deserved from him. But... It's just tough to think what this guy's been going through. I mean, like he finally got his shot in Vegas. He took it. He took the money. It's an absolute steal of a contract in there for Vegas. But I just hope Robin Leonard's all right, man. Like he's a good goalie too. So I really hope he figures this out. And yeah, like just the mental health stuff is like really tough in a a day and age where we are with social media and stuff like that. It's really, uh, really concerning to see. But yeah, man, I'm pulling for Leonard to get through this and you know, a concussion. Dealing with concussion with mental health is like one of the worst things to probably deal with in a hockey because you're all alone basically, and you have to sit in the dark some days, all alone by yourself, and you could a lot of things could go through your head. So yeah, I'm pulling for Leonard to go through this, man.
1: Yeah, for sure, I am too. He's a he's a good guy who's gone through a lot. Uh, he's had a pretty like roller coaster of a career, you could say, bouncing yeah. around places and like his pl- overall play and him coming out with the mental health issues and f- admitting to them and f- helping himself, help himself, basically. So we're all rooting for Robin Leonard.
0: Yeah. Um, we could go to a lighter side of things. We're going to go to the Battle of the Buds. So We do this every week. We pick games from the NHL schedule, and we pick three games a week. So I, my record was 2-1, and one and your record was also 2-1, and one, so we shared the same record this week. My overall record is 21-8, and eight. you're 18-12, and 12, so slowly climbing up, slowly climbing up the ranks, Joe, but uh, last week I got the Flyers' win versus the Rangers the night before, or two nights before, they got absolutely smoked, so good thing I picked that game. Uh, I got the Avs over the Ducks, and then I lost last night's game first uh, from the Flames and Leafs, so the Leafs lost 4-3 in that one, and then your games, you could quickly mention what you got right and wrong.
1: Yep, so I had the Sharks visiting the Golden Knights at home on March 15th. I had the Golden Knights winning, and they won. And then this one, I was kind of cheesed about because I had the Flyers at the Islanders. I had the Islanders winning. So the Flyers, like we said earlier, blew that 3-0 lead. The Islanders tied it, and then Philly won uh, late in the third. So I was kind of pissed with that one. And then this one was a slam dunk. Bruins at Sabres. The Bruins won, I think, 4-1 or something like that. So that was my other one.
0: That was the Jack Edwards uh, dumpster fire NHL yes, we'll call. It. Yes, yes. <laughs>
1: The dumpster fire, sabers.
0: Yeah, well, he's not wrong. No, he's not. Not wrong at all. Um, so going to this week, I'm going to redeem the Leafs and myself by picking the Maple Leafs tonight Dumbled at down. Scotiabank. Yeah, I got to man. They have to win one of these. So I'm Campbell's rooting for in the them net. too. I'm rooting yes. for them too. Yeah, because the Flames are in a tight uh, race with the Canadians right now. So I'm going to take the Leafs in this one tonight. I'm also going to take another Canadian Division game later in the week. On March 22nd, I'm going to take the Jets, who are going into Rogers Arena versus the Canucks, so I'll take the Jets there. And then I'm going to take the Kaniacs versus the Blue Jackets on March 25th. So two away games and one home game for me. How about you, Joe? Who do you got this week?
1: So I got the Devils at the Penguins. The game was supposed to be played uh, yesterday, but it's playing tomorrow. So they play again today and tomorrow. It was supposed to be Friday, Saturday. Now it's Saturday, Sunday. A bit confusing there. So I'm picking tomorrow's game, even though they play today at 1 o'clock. And I have the Penguins winning that one at home. So I have them winning on the back-to-back because probably Blackwood's going to start today. And then the backup will be in tomorrow. So I'll pick that one. Just hopefully they can get a guaranteed win. (laughs) Um, And then I have uh, the Dumpster Fire Sabres visiting the Rangers and uh, Historic Zibanejad over there. I have the Rangers winning at home on March 22nd. And then I have the Panthers visiting uh, the Madhouse on Madison in Chicago. And I have them winning because they've been one of the most underrated and surprising teams this year. So I'm going to pick them, roll with them uh, on March 25th.
0: Solid picks. I was actually going to pick a few games that you picked there, but I do not think Blackwood is even dressing tonight, I believe. Oh, okay. (laughs) It might be be Dell or Wedgwood, but I think, yeah, in one of those games you're getting either – Dell or Wedgwood, so, I mean, good good chance for Pittsburgh with Malkin, I guess, but, yeah, solid picks all around. Um, next segment, we have Joe Spicy Meatball. Do you have a spicy meatball? I know I'm putting you on the spot probably, but, you know, we always have one. We talk about some certain subjects all the time. We said Flyers will miss the playoffs last week, and I said no, but it's sort of looking like they're playing themselves <laughs> out of that.
1: Yeah, Um. so this one is not really too much of a spicy take. This one, I th- think could realistically happen just based on the history and that is um, Taylor Hall mm-hmm. being traded to the Islanders before the deadline so this is not really a spicy meatball it's something I kind of want to happen but the caveat with this is that they will he will he, they, whatever the Islanders get him at the deadline and they will make the cup final <laughs> that's <laughs> gonna... the spicy part okay so Taylor Hall Okay, just sorry to cut you off. But for context, this is a guy who always kind of drags down the Mm -hmm. franchise that he goes to. I don't know if it's a curse with him, but this time, the Islanders will get him. They have Lee out, long-term injured. They could take on the whole cap hit if they want to. And then they go all the way to the cup final because we always doubt the Islanders. They Mm -hmm. waited the conference finals last year. Now that they have Hall with Barzell, potentially, again, this is all if they get Hall, they go to the cup final.
0: Okay, so I'm going to say... Uh, this is a two-parter question, yeah. basically. So I'm going to say more yes to the Islanders getting Hall, but I'm going to say no to them making the Stanley Cup Finals. You know, honestly, like you said, Joe, we always doubt them, and they kind of surprise us out of nowhere, but I don't think this team can make the Stanley Cup Final without that captain. See, like, it's it's going to be a big hole in the lineup. Like, he's a big part of the team, but they got some other guys that can obviously play. Barzell, Nelson up front. Pajot's actually been really good this year. Oliver Wallstrom, Kiefer Bellows, but
1: mm-hmm.
0: yeah, like, I don't... I can see them getting Hall for sure, but I can't see them making the Stanley Cup Finals. So I think there's just better teams out there that are gonna have a better run, so... I mean, they've had two solid runs in the past year. Usually, that kind of doesn't happen every single season. Like, we don't really see the same team going to the conference finals in FAR, unless I'm really stupid and wrong in this one. Like, we don't really see the same teams, unless it's your Tampa, but... yeah. Tampa lost also in the first round versus Columbus a few years ago. But yeah, I guess Vegas is one of those teams that keep getting there. But um, yeah, no, I don't see the owners making this Ninth Cup like finals, but I can see them getting hauled.
1: How about you? How
0: about you answering your own question?
1: Uh, I can see them getting hauled just like you. And I'm going to say no for the finals. The only reason why I say finals because we always underestimate them. Yeah. So I'm just going to put it out there into, <laughs> the, into the world that I am seeing as a prediction, they will make it, but I myself don't believe that. Okay. But since I said it, I can't be wrong on that one. You know what yeah. I
0: mean? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, we saw Dallas last year and look at them this exactly.
1: year. Exactly. So, and also, this is kind of a background kind of statistic thing. This is advanced stats. But Pellick and Pollock, the Islanders' uh, D-pairing, is the best in the entire league right now for all advanced stats. So, so whatever, we don't really talk about advanced stats on this mm-hmm. podcast. We don't really like them too too much we do understand them we yeah but it's more 85 15 or 80 20 for me anyways but they are statistically been the best pairing this year in terms of like actual defensive play so that's why i kind of been like okay you know what in the playoffs if those guys could be like that they could Mm -hmm. go far like they did last year but yeah that's why i say it
0: yeah they've been on a run recently too even just the islanders itself i believe they're two points shy of the division in the uh, mass mutual east division Mm -hmm. uh they are 12 and one and two at home
1: yeah that's a good record (laughs) and that's
0: without their unbelievable crowd and maybe they get like you said joe you had a hot take a few weeks ago um 100 capacity playoffs even if they get 25 percent of capacity in the playoffs look out if that those fans are rocking so yeah yeah, I, I like the hot take, but I just don't think one part of the question will happen. But Taylor Hall definitely makes sense to go there. So yeah, um, yeah, that's it for the episode. We have some last words, obviously from my standpoint. Uh, keep looking at the BreakdownSports.com website. We always post hockey content there. Joe's doing his thirty for thirty baseball, I believe. Still right?
1: Yep, I just uh, submitted an article for the San Francisco Giants. So check that one out. It Should be published sometime this weekend or Monday. And then I have my power rankings, probably a, a bit later than uh, usual. Usually they come out Mondays, maybe a Tuesday this week. We'll see. But just keep a lookout for that. And the breakdown sports has been rocking recently. <laughs> We've gained a lot of more followers on Twitter, and our we did just did a March Madness bracket, which was awesome. We got over 400 plus submissions, which is great. So we're, we're growing. We're happy with where we're at right now, but we want to keep going. We want to keep growing our, our brand here. So mm-hmm. stick tuned, stay tuned to our, our new content in the future, especially, you know, when the, the trade deadline's going to come up soon, we're going to talk about that soon. Articles are going to come out. Baseball is going to start soon. MLB draft is, is, I mean, MLB draft, NFL draft is soon. So keep a lookout for the breakdown sports.
0: Yeah, in the March Madness bracket, don't get us started, man. We have so many upsets already happening.
1: Yeah, my my bracket was done after the first game.
0: Well, Ohio State, man, like, come on.
1: <laughs>
0: like, they're Joke,
1: out. joke.
0: Yeah, so, but more content, obviously, on the breakdown sports. I think we're going to be rolling out content, at least on my standpoint, for uh, entering the trade deadline. Maybe some articles on targets for teams, uh, where this t- uh, player can end up, and what destination, so yeah keep a lookout for that always the fantasy article at the mondays for me yeah that's been it for end to end and we will be hopefully back
1: next saturday or sunday join us